welcome to the Salford City FC UK podcast. On the show today, we've got Russell from K-Class, Salford City's very own celebrity fan. Hello, Russell. <laughs> hey, Gav. Um, <laughs> do, do you like being called a celebrity <laughs> fan, Russell? Oh, mate. No, and I'm not. <laughs> oh, you oh, are, mate. You oh, are, mate. When, when we're standing on the terraces at wear matches, you see people just right. nudging back a little bit closer to you for a selfie. <laughs> oh. Well... All, all I do, all I ever do, and all I've ever done is make a bit of music. That's all I've ever done. Do you know what I mean? All you've ever done. Oh, if, if, I, if only I could say I could make some music. <laughs> right, Russ, it's been a, been a little while, actually, since me and you have had a chat. Um, so, know, although we normally talk about Salford, 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 let's have a little bit of a, a, a flip on the head. Is let's talk about the music industry. How, how have you been doing this last 12 months with with a pandemic and with lockdowns and stuff? It must be um, quite a difficult time, maybe. It's been unbelievably hard. It's been really hard. Um, right. I, I mean, I, I'm, it's going to be a long answer. It's going to be a really long answer. Yeah, that's but, fine. Um, you take it back to when we started as K-Class, as, you know, something that we started as a bit of a hobby. You know, we started in 1988. And then, you know, we've we, we built this business up, this brand up. We built it up for, like, over that whole period of time. And, you know, it, certainly the last sort of five, six, seven years have been really good for us. I've been really good. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, it's just taken away. And it's not through no fault of our own. It's not through our business has done bad. It's not through, you know, we're not performing or anything like that. It's just uh, it's just been taken away. And it's been really, really difficult. And, um, yeah, it's, it's probably, it's certainly the hardest period I've ever known. I mean, I go back, it, the, it was, it, we had a hard time when, when, the whole kind of digital side of music came in in the early 2000s and vinyl was dying out. That was a difficult period as well because a lot of money went out of remixing, which is what we were doing. A lot of money went out of production, which is what we were doing. And that was a hard time, but this has been like nothing else. But on the flip side, on the flip side, what it has allowed us to do is concentrate on making more new music, which we have been doing. Fantastic. And um, yeah, we've got tracks coming out as K-Class. Um, we've got tracks coming out under two different pseudonyms. One we can call as Cream, um, but spelt K-R, then triple E, and then an M on the end. Um, and then we've got under another pseudonym, but I can't say anything about that as yet because that is, it, for us, it's a big deal, and it's, but it's top secret at the moment. So we, can, we can't have a, um, an exclusive? No, not at all. <laughs> what about next week? If we call you back next week, can we can we have, get the exclusive? No, I'm only joking. So, so you, talk, no. so you talk about it's not coming out. It's not, the track is actually not coming out for a while yet. Um, so, um, so no, I can't. It's, um, simple as that. Simple no worries. As that, Let's just flip oh. that conversation around. So, when you said it's been tough, what what's the tough part? Is it because the nightclubs and bars are closed? Is that what's tough or? What 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 do you mean by tough? Financial side, I I literally like in some ways I'm lucky, but in in other ways it's unlucky, right? Because I haven't been able to claim I've only been able to claim the self-employed 
income support, which is pretty much <laughs> it's it's um, it's not a lot of money. I'll be honest with you. But on the flip side, my wife Caroline takes us above the threshold of where I could claim universal credit. Right. So I can't claim nothing. So I'm living literally on off Caroline, which I feel. Oh, even though we're married, you know, I, I've always paid my way. I've always paid my way. Yeah. And it, it's tough. It is tough. But um, you know, I, I know that I know that once we're through this, everything will be good again because nothing's changed from our side. You know, we've still got pe- the people who we were meant to be playing for in 2020. They've moved all the dates forward to 2021. So everything that we had that was booked in is still relevant. But for this year, so but it's would, whether anyone's still going to be putting events on. We've already had people questioning us, saying, what's your availability for 2022? Because if we can't put on this summer, then we're going to have to move next year. So it's not like it's, it, it, it's things are still going to be good for us when we get back. It's not like this is what I was meaning before about when I was saying it's like it's been taken away from us yeah. through no fault of our own. But when things get back to normal, whatever normal might be, because that's another thing as well, which is 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 a slight worry, is what's going to be left? Yeah, we, we don't know what normal is going to be, do we? You know, that's the only thing that I worry about, really. Yeah, so you mentioned um, about the, uh, new, new, some new uh, songs for, for K-Class. Can you... Can you give us a little bit of a sneak of a, of a talk about them? Or are they still top secret? Or uh, well, one of them was still we've got what you class as the top line. We still got there's one little section of the top line of the vocal uh, to be recorded, um, and that's it. But um, we've got we've been doing uh, we've got these tracks which we've been working on for um, what is going to be a re-release of not a re-release, but a a new version of the Wildlife EP, which is our very, very first release. Right. And there's a little story about that. Um, because as regards to that EP, when we did it, we did that, we recorded that EP in 1989, the end of 89, and we oh, took wow. it into East, we took it into Eastern Block Records in 1990. Just for them to have a listen to it, because obviously that was the record shop that everyone kind of you know went to it was like you know that eastern block was was the pinnacle of, of dance music sort of record stores back back in the late 80s sort of early 90s so we took it into them to have a listen to and they said we'll put it out straight away and we didn't even have a name that's how the whole thing of how k class was born really at the time because we needed to get a name we needed to get sort of all together you know to get this track out but because we were meant to be getting this done last year, which would have been a 30-year anniversary release. But two of the tracks, we sent some to this other label to see what they thought of them. This like this guy who we totally respect within within the music scene. And he said, I'll put them out. I'll put them out on my label. I'll I'll put two I'll put two of them tracks out, which left us with only two tracks for the wildlife EP. So we're like, oh right, okay. It's great to have them out. But it's going to be under a different guise. It's not going to be as K class with these two tracks, these two other tracks. So we've wrote another two. So we've got four. We've got a four track EP coming out as K class, which is going to be Wildlife Two. 
which is kind of it's taken us back to our pretty much back to our roots, you know, yeah. to like where we started from really. It's like but more up to date production, but a lot of the values of what we had back then kind of quite old school sounding tracks really. Yeah. Um but but with the production of now. So um and that seems to be what a lot of people actually like. You know, we've done a lot of streams this year, uh, last year, sorry, in lockdown. We've done a lot for, you know, for that, you know, United We Stream, which had the backing yeah. of Andy Burnham and Sasha Lord was heavily involved with it. We did, we did three events, four events. Well, we did three for the Hacienda and we did one for Manchester as well. So we did four of their events, which raised a lot of money, raised an awful lot of money. Um, so what we found was when people were getting back to us about the sets, they were really complimenting us on tracks that were like re- remakes of old tracks, but with now production. So yeah, pe- yeah, that's definitely. what people seem to be liking. That they're liking the flavour of tracks that they know, but with a now kind of vibe to it as well. Yeah, an, an old school track with a with a, a a new twist on it, so to say. Yeah, with an updated. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. So that's kind of where we're at. So it has given us the opportunity to make quite a bit of music, and like I say, we've got um we've got a couple of tracks under the guise of Cream coming out on Zulu Records, which is um a label that's been around for years from Brighton. Yeah. Um, which is again that's quite a it's a big thing um you know it's a good label to be out on so yeah it's one that yeah so in that respect it's been good for us in that we can make a lot of music but it's been bad for us in that there's been no performance and there's absolutely zero money yes all the events have gone and and like i say it's uh it obviously takes you a long long time to uh produce a track and you're not being paid for that. You get paid after it's, well, once it's done well even. So it could even take yeah. time to get through. Whereas, like you said, with all the events you do, I went to one yeah. or two of them last year and a year before last. And like I said, fantastic. It's over and then. And like I say, you, you get your paycheck. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. Before we, before we switch over to football, one right. other thing, I think we've had a little, little, little chat about this before, is you had a recording studio in a, was it in a Irvid bunker? Or what, what was it? It was right. <laughs> this this was right. Right. This this is a story in itself. Um, we were recording in this small little building, right, and it was in this village in Wales, in North Wales, right, which was a fucking hell. Oops, excuse me. <laughs> which was <laughs> which was a hell of a drive, right? That, that's I think that's quite good. I've only slipped up once on the uh, on the on the language. It shows how you didn't like the drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a long drive. It used to be a long drive for us. So we used to, we well in this small little room. What it was was they didn't like us there because it was kind of um, it was very local, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they didn't like outsiders coming and basically taking some of their what was this place was like an office building, taking some of their office space. But the council had rented it to us anyway. So we decided that we needed to move. So we put out, we went to loads of estate agents and we said to them, find us a building anywhere in the Northwest, right, that has got potential for a recording studio. Now, we had, at the time, we had a lot of money. We had a big budget to spend because we'd had the advance for the second album, the second K-Class album. Um, We were remixing left, right and centre back then. 
So we had a lot of money spare to go ready to, to, to plow straight into a new recording studio. Yeah. So we got this um we got this uh, message back. We think there's a building you might be interested in that's going up for sale. Um just outside the Rexham. So we're like, right, okay, let's go and have a look. And it was this old, literally, an old nuclear bunker, which it still had, when we walked in there, it still had the balcony above, which was reminiscent of, even though it, it was, because it had like the, the blast banks around it, you know, the, the huge banks built up, because it was, it was above, it was above black, uh, ground, it wasn't below ground, it was above right. ground, but it had the blast banks around it. But it still had a table in there, as though you would see in the classic Second World War movies, where they'd move all the planes and that, and they'd be up on the balcony looking down at it. So, so I had all that set up in it. So we knew it was a big project to take yeah. on. Um, anyway, turns out the bank wouldn't give us a mortgage for it because it had no resaleable value, blah, blah, this, that, and the other. So it went to auction, and we were like, oh, we're going to miss out on this. So what we said was, we're not getting involved in an auction. We're not getting involved in any bidding war. We said to the auctioneers who was going out and we sent a message saying, whoever buys this, can you tell them there's somebody interested in leasing it off them as soon as they buy it? So this guy, this local farmer, apparently bought it and we just leased it off him. We took out this lease and just done it up and made it into, literally, uh, it, it cost a lot of money, cost an awful lot of money. I mean, we had a guy design it who was involved in the designing of um, I think it, it was somewhere, that, I think it was something like the Leon Opera House or something like that. He was involved in a huge, huge opera house designing. So his, right. his, his qualifications for sound recording and sound design were absolutely brilliant. And we created a huge shell inside the building. And that's, that became known as the bunker. And that's <laughs> kind of where we recorded. We recorded a lot of stuff out of there. We, we, our best. It was never our best stuff was out of there. We recorded, we got, the track that we got the Grammy nomination was recorded out of there. All right, cool. But the big hits, things like Let Me Show You, Rhythm is a Mystery, the remix of Bobby Brown, um, all things like that all came out of the other building. And right. we always felt, we always felt there was a better vibe in the other building rather than the bunker. For some reason, it just didn't have that vibe. I know it sounds crazy just to say it because it'd be like, well, what do you mean it didn't have a vibe? It will. It didn't. It, <laughs> you is know, it because you wanted I, to play war games more than you wanted to make music? <laughs> <laughs> Were you thinking you was in James know. Bond? I don't know. I don't know. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. Do you know what? We we had we had some good times in that place. So, but for making music, it just never had a vibe as such. But it's got an interesting history, apparently, because apparently, right, yeah. we don't know if this, it's worth checking out this. I'm not actually properly checked it out myself, but apparently, um, this we got this off, a guy came to see us because he wanted to see what had happened to it. He used to work there, apparently, as part of the Royal Ordnance Command Service or something, okay. who used to control the building before uh, it got derelict and all that. And he told us that when Chernobyl, erupted right. right it was the first place in western europe that detected radiation in the atmosphere oh wow apparently so it had a bit of history to it that building and it's still going now as a recording studio there is still some guy that, that runs it oh. so 
Yeah, but we made it kind of all the interior. We made it very hacienda-esque. We had a lot of the yellow and black, nice. all that kind of stuff. You know, we, we we kind of went down that route in you know within our design of it. So yeah, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a it's a good building, a good building. But like I say, our best music always came out of the other place. Yeah. I could talk all night, all day, all week about uh, your music, but let's uh, give oh. it a little bit of a flip. I guess you could right. talk as well. Um, give it a little bit of a flip. Uh, you're a Salford fan. Like, so I see you at home and away games normally uh, yep. when fans are allowed yep. in there. Uh, so I know how yep. passionate you are. So this last yep. uh, 12 months, um, yeah, we've not been able to go to games, majority for 12 months. Uh, I know. What direction is Salford doing? Are we, are we doing well in your opinion? Are, are you happy? Are you excited? Um, it's I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? Because you just watch it on the telly, so it's hard to get excited. Um, do you know what? It's a weird league this season. Now, whether this is to do with fans, I don't know. Whether this is to do with fans not being in the ground, because theoretically, well, it should it shouldn't affect players' performances. Yeah. But you wonder whether it does because it it's one of them of. There is so much inconsistency in this league at the moment, in League Two. And it's not just Salford, it's it's all the teams at the top. I thought Newport County were going to run away with this league about four weeks ago. And since then, they went on this run that seems, they just seem to have just hit hit the rocks for a little bit. But And, and then you had like teams like Cambridge coming up and then having a couple of dodgy results. Everyone is having these dodgy moments. Um, am I happy with where where we're at? It's it's a, it's it's hard to explain really. I don't know. Um, you're never happy, are you? Unless you unless you're top of the table and you're playing beautiful football. You know that's that's what every every fan wants. You just want to see your team top of the table smashing everyone three four nil. But it's not going to happen, is it? So yeah, I'm a bit tough to him. Yeah, I'm, do you know what? I'm content. I'm content. I won't say I'm happy. I'm not unhappy. I'm content. We're in a good place, to be quite honest. Like I said, we're sitting, I think we're fifth in the league. We're a few points off automatic promotion. Um, so, yeah. so so, definitely, we're in a good place. And you mentioned about inconsistency and what's going on. The players, although there's not fans, there's probably lots of different um, procedures, new procedures after we COVID and wearing masks and mm. getting tested every week and what so have you. So it's probably a little bit of upsetting stuff behind the scenes as well. Maybe, should it or should it uh, uh, affect things? Well, yeah, I guess well, it's with the humans at the end of the day, aren't they? Exactly, and that's all. I, I was lucky enough to get invited by Zara to go in down and do the half-time show yeah. on one of the games. I think it was against Crawley. And we were saying, I, I actually asked Zara, what are the players like doing? You know, how are they doing in training? She says, great, everything's, everyone's happy, this, that and the other, you know, that, which is fine, that's what you expect. But she said, a couple of players I've mentioned, they miss the crowd. They can hear the crowd, you know, they, they hear what everyone's saying, you know. And she said that the, the players do miss the crowd. So it definitely does have an effect, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah. the last 12 months, if there's something you could change personally, so you, let's say you was the owner of a manager, uh, what would you change? Is there anything you'd change? From what's gone on in the last 12 months? Yeah, if you was the owner of Salford, so let's not go too over the top and say I'd bring Cristiano Ronaldo in. But there's something sort of real, realistic you could do, uh, whether it would be to... I don't know. Is there something? Um, I'm going to say something now that might be 
a little bit contradictory for a lot of people. Okay. I thought the sacking when it came was a bit harsh. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that, with, with the timing but, of it. Yeah, yeah, the timing of it. Though, I do remember, I once read an article what Gary Neville said, and um, he mentioned something about managers lasting only a couple of years at, at any club because then they become a little bit stale. Now, I'm not saying Graham Alexander was stale because you know, we run beaters. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you can't say he was stale. But maybe maybe he just felt, I don't know. It, what would I have done it? Well, that's it. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Would I have done it? No, I wouldn't have done it, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> of course it's irrelevant, but it's just a theoretical <laughs> question, uh, so to yeah. say. And, and yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think a lot of us were shocked just at the timing. But again, if Gary Neville, if the owners have got a feeling, that you, you've got to, you, they've got to uh, think, should we do it, shouldn't we do it? And they made a decision. So at the end yeah. of the day, yeah. we can't change yeah. it. So with no. Richie Wellens end, what you've seen, uh, how impressed have you been? Well, I can see in the games that, that I watched, I, I, you know, obviously with your season ticket, you get you get to see the whole games on the telly. Yeah. And I know you don't see everything on the telly. I know, right. So again, I'm kind of, you know, I'm only going on what I see on the telly. But, like, I'm going to cite the game against Carlisle, which was, you know, the game that I watched as the last home game, right? Yeah. Now, I thought when he made the changes towards the end of the game, when he brought Bruno on and he brought James Wilson, not Bruno, he brought um, Brendan on, Asante. and he brought um, he brought James Wilson on. We went, we it just changed the shape of the game. Now, hindsight's an isn't hindsight a wonderful thing? But don't you wish we'd been playing that for that formation right from the start? Yeah, definitely. Like I say, it's, um, when I saw the team, I thought, oh, great, we've got the same team. But then sometimes you need to freshen it up. Sometimes you need to change things, don't you? It's, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's, you talk about we want consistency, then we keep consistent in the team, but it doesn't, they, both of them don't know me much. You, you do sometimes have to change it a little bit. And, and yeah. like I say, I think you're a massive fan of James Wilson, aren't you? I am a massive fan of James Wilson. I think, I think that guy is unreal. Ever since, right, I mean, I'd heard about him at United, but ever since when, because we used to play that game against United under 23s, didn't we? Yeah. And when he came to our place and he ripped, he ripped our back for a complete new one. He absolutely tore us to shreds. And he, he has always stood out for me um, since, since then. And, I, you know, I, I was made up, but I couldn't believe it when Salford signed him. I was like, what a signing. And I do like him. Yeah, I do like him, though. I will say, at the end of the game, I mean, again, I'm going because this was the last game that we saw before this interview, yeah. but the game against Carlisle, at the end of it, he shut the rest hand. He was, he was limping a little bit. Again, when it, it, he's only just come back from injury, and I noticed that, and I thought, oh, no, he's not got another ankle. You know, it always makes me wonder with his ankles and that, you know, um, so... Yeah, he's very prone to uh, injury, especially uh, on his ankle. Uh, like yeah. say, let, let's hope it was just a bit of a knock rather than a twist. I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll up. So, um, yeah. going on to this season, uh, it's about to mm. finish in two or three months. Whether we get mm. to see the games or not, uh, toss of a coin, where will you be happy for us to finish and where do you think we will finish? I was. I said at the start of the season, we had. I remember we had this um, 
June court at the start of the season. Yeah. And I said, we'll, we'll finish top three. I was convinced of it. Um, I'll, I'll be checking that. Well, I'm still, <laughs> yeah, no, do you know what? I'm still saying we're going to, I believe we'll go up. I really do believe we'll go up. I'm going to go back to Richie Wellens. He's, the, it's quite, it was quite simple why they brought him in or what you would see, see as being simple why they brought him. The best team we played last season was Swindon. Yeah. They, they tore us to shreds. Their movement, I, I still remember that, how good they were. They had, they had that lad who just sat in the holding position, a little bit like what Calvin Phillips does for Leeds. They had that, Swindon had that player who did that and he picked up everything. And then they had the, the three up top who, who they, we just could not move, just could not deal with their movement, yeah. crossways, the angles they were creating. They absolutely were brilliant, Swindon. So I could understand why we wanted Richie Wellens. And if he can get us playing... And there were signs of it today. Oh, today, I say. In the today, second half. Carlisle, there were signs of it. There were signs of it against when, when, when we had, we had um, like the dots on the pitch and we had Brandon on, we had uh, Ash Hunter, James Wilson and Henderson. There were signs there that we can move the ball quicker and we, we, do, we did look good. We looked good at times and we could have won that at the end against Carlisle. We could have done it as good as what they are. We could have won that. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, the first half was a bit, it's a miss, so to say. And I think that was down to Carlisle, but to a certain extent, they played really well uh, in the first they half. They came but, out of the blocks. Yeah. Didn't they come out of the blocks like a million mile an hour? They just absolutely shutting us down. I, I, they were so quick, the, you know, to use a footballing phrase, but the, the high press, they pressed us every time we got the ball. They had the play and there was always the play over. You know, to a lesser extent, a little bit like what, what City do. But, you know, obviously nowhere near as good as that. But, you know, it, it was the same kind of yeah. um, style in what they were doing. You know, they, they, but like I say, we counteracted that when we when we changed things around in the second half. And like hindsight, isn't hindsight wonderful? But yeah. wouldn't it have been great if we could have done that all game? Well, definitely, but I think you, you actually said it earlier on when we was on WhatsApp. Uh, you said it's a game of two halves. Um, and you, <laughs> yeah, there, there, yeah. You got, there you got your jacket on, your, your furry jacket on, what's up, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah. it is, like I so said, you, you can't always play a good two halves of football. Uh, the important thing is the result. Um, it's a good result against a good team. Um, yeah. And um, before we go, have you got a message for Boris Johnson about fans because I've, I've got a funny feeling you're a, bit, a little bit like me we want our away days back don't we yeah no we do we do without a doubt um, but to I, I, would, I lost where I was then. I was going to go back to, to what we were saying about that no the point yeah go, just go one quick point about that about about opposition to teams right. I mean we we go on about how oh, we, we should run this we should. sometimes you have to just take it out off and say you know what, the opposition were good today. They stopped us playing or they they didn't allow us to play. So I suppose in the, you could say in the first half he didn't. What I was almost contradicting what I was saying because I was praising you know Carlisle for how quick they shut us down in the first half and didn't allow us to play. And you've got to give them credit for that. Rather, yeah, rather than saying we were rubbish because I don't think we were so much rubbish as we weren't allowed to play because they just literally stopped us. But we changed the shape about in the second half and that kind of almost stopped them doing what they were doing. So, 
it cla- it was a classic game of two halves. Yeah, it really was. But yeah, um, a message to Boris Johnson. Um, all I will say is don't mess this one up. You've, you've messed it up now. But make sure that we've ended up now with three lockdowns. Do not mess this one up. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, I was hoping you was about to say, Boris, just open the football grounds. We want to wear days. Oh, man. You know, you, you know that I'm a celebrity fan at Salford. You've must probably heard my music. Just open the football grounds up, and we'll no, deal no, with it. We'll deal with it afterwards. No, don't, don't mess it up. There's a great bit of graffiti, right? Just uh, just down um, just down the side from Kendall's, just on the back by Manchester Hall oh, yeah. there, and it's a pizza place, and it says um, "Lockdown Three: The Nightmare Continues." We don't want lockdown four. We really don't want lockdown four. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I say, so we all want to get back in the ground. We all want to obviously yeah. meet our friends again, have, have chat, uh, do what we're doing now, talk about football, talk about music, and and, yeah, and yeah. to a certain extent, we go to football just to. It's a, we get we get away from our lives from midweek. We go for a day out, yeah. and like I say, we're missing it. We want it back, but it's probably just as important not to bring it back too soon because we don't want a lot down yeah. four, or a lot down five. Um, I know, I know, and just to let you know. I've moved. To, I've moved from the West Stand. I've actually got for when I got my season ticket for the, for what was this season. I moved it to the South Stand to be to be with Andy and them. Did we used to be friends? <laughs> Is it something I said to you? <laughs> <laughs> no problem, mate. I, I, I'll uh, I'll start throwing things. No, I won't throw anything at the South Stands because some of the students might be listening to this. I won't yeah, throw anything know, at the yeah. South Stand. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I, I'll throw some daggers through my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've got to sit down now. I've got, I've, I've got a bad hip, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk I'm about our. Yeah. We won't talk about our injuries. Oh. What we'll do is no. I will thank you massively for joining in. Yeah. We'll thank everyone yeah. for listening, and we'll uh, we'll do another recording soon. Cheers, Russell. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. Yeah.